Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cake hole. And today we're going to be looking at the fifth episode of the first season of Supernatural, Bloody Mary. Jamie, what did you think? I just want to know how many mirrors they had in that household. Oh my god, so fucking many, right? I was like, are you collectors? Are you antiquers? Like, what are like you doing? Like, he walks down the hallway. Okay, mm. so he goes from, like, one bathroom, basically, to another. Uh-huh. And he walks past, like, six mirrors. Some fun um, behind-the-curtain information for anyone who is very kindly listening to this. We record in my bedroom because I live with other people and this is just the most quiet, consistently well, consistently quiet place where we can sit and record these episodes. And I have technically four mirrors within this like room. One is in the ensuite. It came with the building. Um, and the other is one of those like dresses that's got like the three compartment mirrors where you can like bend the sides to like different angles. And I already think that this is an excessive amount of mirrors to have. We've only got two others. One is in one of my roommate's bedrooms and one of them is in the other bathroom. And that's it. That's it. Oh, God. I um, One thing that I wanted to know, actually, sorry to, like, derail this a little bit, but, like, so... That sh- sounds stick. Well, you know <laughs> the, uh, the episode opens, and it's, like, these three girls, and they're, like, obviously having, like, a sleepover, and they're doing the truth or dare, and, like, you know, there's candles, and it's very, like... It's it's very much like preteen, like, ooh, truth or dare, do you want to make out with this boy? And it's like, you know, I mean, this is a pretty general statement, but I'm pretty sure that most young girls have been to that kind of like gathering before where it's like, that's the exact scenario. Like everyone's just being a bit silly and it's late at night and you're all giggling and like, ooh, truth or dare. But I can't figure out how old these girls are meant to be because they look like maybe 10 or 11 but the makeup they have on makes them seem like they're supposed to be like 15 but then her oldest sister is like what in year 11 12 at high school which would make her like 17 and she's clearly a lot older than the younger sister and like I know that I'm not usually the one who comes in here with the negativity I'm usually the one who's defending these decisions but in that particular case like quite genuinely no idea how old they're supposed to be cannot tell you I didn't even think of that like I was watching like I didn't even clock that that was just something I just was like oh well they're meant to be preteens I didn't put any thought into how old they were I like it's kind of not really relevant to the plot so Mm -hmm. I just sort of Ignored it and moved on. Supernatural's making me ignore and move on from things. This is a bad (laughs) sign. Corrupted you. I've done it. I will say, though, while we're talking about the young girls. Yeah. She could have totally gotten away with not saying Bloody Mary. Right? She just had to stand there and then go out again in, like, a minute and be like, I did it. (laughs) And then if they go, oh, well, we didn't hear you say it, she could have been like, well, I just whispered it. Yeah. It's like, well, then get some hearing aids, I guess. Gladys, like, damn insulting um, me that you didn't think I'd do it yeah <laughs> you totally don't do it but like also so insulting you know I'm not super familiar with like the myth or the legend or I think like folk tales what we called it last week like mm. of Bloody Mary like it, I am aware of it I think most people in like western society at least are have at least vaguely aware of Bloody Mary it's fairly like culturally popular I guess it's one of those things where there's so many different versions of Bloody Mary that it's really hard to decipher what's, like, the true story of Bloody Mary. I mean, obviously, Bloody Mary isn't real. 
Do you want to test that? I've got four mirrors in here. Okay, I'll go and test that. Okay, ready? Got to be serious for a minute. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I'm not going to lie. I'm full of fear. (laughs) Is that so stupid? I'm 22. I'm so scared. It's okay. Look, I've got glasses on. So they protect the eyes from getting gouged out by Bloody Mary. Oh, you've got glasses. I don't fucking have glasses. What am I going to do? What if I die? Well, according to Supernatural, unless you've accidentally killed somebody, you're fine. What if I have and I don't know? What if I made a decision and via the butterfly effect, I killed someone? Okay, so now we just end the podcast here (laughs) because I've sent Bethany into an existential crisis. crisis. Great. Cool. Well, it was nice knowing you all. Until next week. I guess I'll cry in a hole now. <laughs> but um, no, so if it's... I get murdered tonight, if someone finds my mutilated corpse tomorrow morning, I'm supposed to be going to get my COVID shot. If I don't show up for my COVID shot tomorrow morning and they go, hmm, that's weird, and they try and call me and someone's trying to find out where I am and they find my mutilated corpse lying in my bedroom in front of the fucking mirror and my eyes are gone, you're gonna have regrets. See, but that's not what happens in the supernatural episode. <laughs> the supernatural. The way they shot that scene, I was very confused. Cause, like, Wait, the, which, which scene? The, where the father's just been killed, right? So he's in the mm-hmm, bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I really actually quite liked the effects they did with, like, the eyes mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. the bleeding and that. Me too. But then when the daughter finds the body mm-hmm. in the bathroom, it's like they don't actually show the body. It's just, like, a puddle of blood. So much blood. So much. I realize it's, like, a head wound, but that is a lot of blood. But because I couldn't see the body anywhere. They don't show... I don't think they show the body on the bathroom floor. Not until the morgue. Not no. until the morgue. And so I'm sitting here thinking, did they just turn him into a pile <laughs> did of he blood? Just, did he just melt? Is like he the, a puddle of blood? Like, like is that wicked, what he is now? Like the Wicked Witch of the East or whatever? Like, they just... <laughs> she just melted him into blood? Although, to be fair, like, at the end of the episode, that's essentially what happens to her. She just fucking melts. Okay, so the MO of Bloody Mary, because I do know a little bit about Bloody Mary, getting sort of back to the point before there's lots of different versions yeah, of bloody like mary a thousand. there's a thousand different versions of bloody mary each one is slightly different the common threads are someone named mary is murdered it involves a mirror yeah and they outline this in the episode too and then she essentially haunts that mirror and anyone who says bloody mary three times gets murdered by having their eyes gouged out yeah I kind of want to know where the eye thing came from because that's such a specific way that she kills you. Mm. I wonder if it's somehow related to the mirror aspect, like looking into the mirror, like the eyes of the mirror, the windows to the soul or whatever. Anyway, look, we could do research, but we're too lazy. Yeah. This is not a factual podcast. <laughs> yes, please do not take any of these as any of these things as facts. The only things that you should respect are Jamie's PSAs. <laughs> Oh, does that mean that I get to do a PSA now? I mean, if you want to, if you want to, like, we're, what, nine minutes in. Oh, we're going to do an, do an early, early PSA. Yeah. If you work at a morgue, mm. don't take bribes to let people see the body. Oh, my God, yeah. That is a breach of so many confidentiality laws. Mm-hmm. I, um, so I'm doing a health sciences degree at the moment, and as part of it, I had to do an anatomy course, and so, like, we've worked with cadavers and stuff, like, people who've donated their body to science so that we can see, like what a body looks like in real life and how the muscles connect and, you know, all of those truly quite fascinating things. And there is so much, like, the first time that you go to the lab, like, they do so much with you about, like, privacy and, like, you know, the legalities of working with actual dead people and, like, you know, you cannot, like, you know, know their identities and, like, all this stuff. 
And like, and that's just sort of like a university, like these people have already been through the coroner's office, like the, what's the word? Like cause of death has already been determined. Like all of the paperwork is done. They've had the funeral, whatever. This is like, none of that has been decided yet. This guy, they don't know how he died. It's clearly fucking weird. Like there's been no funeral or anything. And they're just letting fucking random med students, quote unquote, in to look at the body via bribery. And it's like, dude, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> and I understand that this week's PSA is incredibly specific. Yeah. But to be fair, episode three, the PSA there was very specific too. That was specifically <laughs> for food and hospitality workers and occupational health and safety requirements. So like I'm I'm on brand right now. If you're disappointed in my PSA this week, that's on you. Actually, I love that when they were talking about like, oh, like what are like, what's the theory on how he died? And they're like, oh, like they think some kind of stroke and they're like, but his eyes like disappeared. Like they're just gone. And he's like, oh yeah, we think the capillaries burst. And I was just like, your capillaries, like those like tiny little blood vessels, they are one cell thick. One cell can travel through. It's like it's like a single file line of cells are able to travel through your capillaries at any given time. If you burst a capillary, like you barely fucking know. Like if you have bloodshot eyes, like those tiny little lines you get, like that's from bursting a capillary. This is like you would have to burst an artery to get this much fucking blood. And it would have to be like it would, the artery would have to be in your eyeball and explode outwards to do this damage. Like, I I recognize that it's a supernatural death and science can't really explain it. And like, this is just like the closest possible thing they could come up with. But also it's just like the capillaries. Like, the fucking, how high was this man's blood pressure if his capillaries could explode his eyeballs? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, moving on from breaches of confidentiality. And, um, like, biohazard, too. Yeah, because at this point they don't know if he's been exposed to something that could have potentially done the damage to his eyes. Um, Maybe it's a parasite. There are worms that live in eyeballs. I can't remember what they're called right now, but I had to learn about it in biology, and it was gross. They showed us a video, and they did not warn us first, and it was pretty rank. Not gonna lie. I'm just gonna move on. Like While we're talking about eyeballs... Sorry if this is upsetting to anyone if we're just talking about worms in eyeballs and if, like, if that's a bit much for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> While we're talking about being able to see things and eyeballs in this episode, any ground that they made up in the last few episodes <laughs> for how dark the show is. Immediately and backtracked. Immediately backtracked. Like I was like, wow, they finally got a lighting department. But there's this <laughs> one scene and they're in the bedroom and I think it's the girl who the is... Second- Victim. The second victim, the girl, and she's being followed mm. by Bloody Mary because of her boyfriend, which, by the way, it is not her fault that her boyfriend died. No. Oh, my God, no. They do make it clear in the episode, but I'm going to restate that. Yeah. It is not her fault. Absolutely She not. was in an abusive relationship because if you are in that position and you say to somebody, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself, that is abuse. Yeah. It's it's That is psychological textbook. abuse. Yeah. So it is not her fault. Okay, we're moving on from that. But they are in this scene. They're in the bedroom. And he goes, I'm going to get the lights. Yeah. And I'm here thinking, they're going to turn the lights on. <laughs> because the scene is so dark, I think it's meant to imply the lights are off. Yeah. However, they then turn the lights off and it gets darker again. And it leads me to this realization of, 
Oh no, they didn't mean I'm going to turn the lights on. They meant I'm going to turn the lights off. And the scene previously was meant to be with the lights well on. Well lit. <laughs> and it baffles me because it does not look at all like the lights are on in that scene. <laughs> and so, okay, the direction in this episode is better. They're getting more creative. The shots mm-hmm. are done slightly nicer. I enjoyed a bit more of the creativity that was coming through. But it doesn't count because I can't <laughs> see any of it. I have a new OTP. And my new OTP is Jamie slash the Supernatural Lighting Department, um, Slow Burn, Enemies to Frenemies, 300 plus episodes. That's my <laughs> that's my new OTP. I ship it. It's going to happen. I'm going to witness it firsthand. It's going to be a slower burn than Destiel ever was. And that is saying something. Yeah, because it starts in season one. Yeah, it starts. <laughs> You're a step ahead of the game already. I did want to like backtrack just like a little okay. bit um, to Let's go back. closer. I, th- I think I'm backtracking to like this closer to the start of the episode. So um, the dad has has died, and that poor little girl so traumatized already. And like it sucks because like they say to her like it wasn't your fault. Like you couldn't have caused your dad. Yeah, death. but how traumatized on a scale of like one to watching your mother burn on the ceiling? I think that she has more of a reason to feel even more traumatized than that because she thinks she caused that. Sam and Dean They were don't, so young. Like it's they don't think that it was their fault that their mum died. She has reason to believe that it was her fault. Like she thinks she killed her dad. But also the implication just of that entire situation that mm. their father killed their mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really love like we were saying uh, just before about how there's so many iterations of Bloody Mary as like a, a myth. And I really, really liked the way that they handled this particular iteration because they made a point of like, you know, they said, but people play Bloody Mary everywhere all the time. Why aren't people dropping dead left, right and center? And the fact that they made it like you had to have a secret where someone died. I thought that was a really clever way to like and also she's tied to the mirror so she can only go so far from the mirror yeah and that's why it's now in this town because the mirror was bought by Mm -hmm. a antiques broker yeah and it's now sitting in the town so it's sort of like the town is now where she's haunting because that's where her mirror is residing yeah and if her family had owned the mirror up until this point like what are the odds that anyone in her family was going to play bloody mary in the mirror where their family member mary died But also, let's talk about how Mary died for a second. Mm -hmm. It is like they were trying to create Bloody Mary. Mm. You're really going to murder someone named Mary in front of a mirror and cut her eyes out. Right? Like, it's like, was this some sort of ritual? Were you like, is it your intention to create this, like, evil spirit? Like, is that what you were going for? Let's also talk about the brother's reaction to it being Bloody Mary. Because they hear the words Bloody Mary, they're like, that's just a legend. Mm. It's like, as if you haven't fought a Wendigo and a lady in white at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. They are also legends. It's really funny, actually, like, the way that they sort of, like, react to, like, various things. And, like, I mean, you already know about, like, angels existing in the supernatural universe. Like, especially Dean is like, no, angels don't exist. And Sam's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, they don't exist. They're, like, we would know. Someone would have seen one by now. And it's it's really funny to have that sort of weird discrepancy between what they think is 
real and what they think is not real. And their point is just kind of like, well, we've never seen it before, so it can't be real. <laughs> They're like, we'll accept everything that we've seen. But anything we've never seen before, we're like, that's not, that's not right. And what gets me about that sort of attitude, though, is they have seen so much stuff yeah. that other people would dismiss as not real because they've yeah. never seen it before. And it's like they should know better than anyone that just because no one's seen it before doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, it's like no one's seen it yet. Or at least no one's lived to talk about it yet. Or it's a case of people have seen it and then it's turned into a story. Uh-huh, yeah. And actually there's a really interesting – there's a, a monster uh, called a, a tulpa. And I think you will find it really fascinating. Yes. Um, I don't know but if you know have, anything about it. No. And I couldn't tell you which season, but it's a really fun concept um, in terms of like those kinds of myths and legends and, and stuff. So I've never heard of a topper. Yeah, so that's cool. That will be really fun. I think you will enjoy that particular concept a lot um, based on what you were just saying. Uh, another thing I wanted to say about like at the wake I love that they're, like, just going up there and they're hanging out in the bathroom together and they didn't come up with, like, a... It wasn't like one of them went up no. to actually, like, as if they were going to the bathroom. Okay. They went, like, into the bathroom together. Like, what are you going to be like? Oh, yeah, we were just in here taking a shit together. Like, <laughs> that's just how we do. <laughs> but I appreciate that her friend... I think it is Charlie that they end up helping in later in the episode, whose boyfriend... I, I have no her. idea what her name was. Um, I think it was Charlie. I do know for a fact that lady. she has not listened to this podcast because my first two PSA directly <laughs> applied to her. She both was talking on the phone while she was driving. Mm. And she then said that she wanted to sleep with a random man that she'd met not even 12 hours before. Was that her though or was that her friend? That was her, I'm pretty sure. Or it might have been her friend. I think she was like, because her friend was like, they were cute. And she was like, yeah, but that's like not the point. <laughs> But I liked the fact that when she found them in the bathroom, she called their bullshit and she was like, you guys are being ridiculous. Like, I can, I know that you didn't work with their dad. You're be, you're coming up here. You're being super suspicious. Like, the family's been through enough. They don't need you snooping around here for no reason. Like, go home. You don't have to be here. You know, and I was like, damn, she's a good friend. She yeah. was immediately upon seeing them, like, vibe check, sketchy as hell, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I really appreciate the fact that she was, like, my friend, she's not in any position to go and have an argument with some strangers who showed up at her house and say mm -hmm. they're there to mourn. Like, what's she going to do with no evidence, turn them away? But, like, being the friend, she has more of a, like, it, basically, you're not doing what is right by my friend and I don't want you to hurt them more you need to go you're being sketchy and i just i appreciated that i thought she was just a very good friend while we're talking of the friends speaking to the brothers mm. there's the scene in the park where she's just had like her friend said bloody mary bloody mary oh yeah, yeah three yeah. times in the mirror with her there the spirits latched onto her because of what happened with her ex-boyfriend yeah and it's this really weird scene where they're sitting in the park, right? She's sitting on the park bench. Yeah. Sam is standing. And Dean is sitting on the back of the park bench. Yeah, it's really funny. It's like a three-tiered, like, effect. It's like tallest, second, smallest. And for me, it was just this moment of, like, why are you sitting like that? And then I realized that that's just the queer coding. Like, kicking yeah. <laughs> he's doing the gay sit, you know? I'm telling you, it's there from the very start. <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's so funny. One thing that I will say, like, this is sort of like a special effects. I don't know how you felt about special effects in general, mm -hmm. 
is that when the second victim died, the girl who like was guilty of the hit and run, when her reflection moves independently, fucking horrifying. It's so creepy. I was like, oh, because. I think for me, like, the idea that, like, I could be brushing my teeth or something and, like, lean down to, like, spit the toothpaste out and, like, my reflection didn't do that. Like, the idea of it just not being a mirror image of me, of it doing anything that I wasn't doing, is just the most horrifying thought to me. I hate it so much. And I just thought it was done so well and I thought it was so creepy and so effective. Using the mirror for techniques like that Mm. is actually well-established manipulating what image is on a mirror versus what image is in the shot in real life. Yeah. And I think you can definitely tell when they're using well-established special effects techniques and when they're trying something because it's new and shiny and not really been perfected yet. And I think they did actually use special effects really effectively in this episode, except I would have liked to see the dad's body on the floor in the bathroom and the daughter found. If they left a body, like you should have seen it in that shot. I did, I know we mentioned like right off the bat, like all of the mirrors in the house. I really like the way they show her moving. Mm-hmm. Like I like that you see, and it's it's never like dead on. It's never like she's the full apparition in the mirror. It's always like you can kind of see her in the bottom corner or she's sort of in the background of the reflection. Like it's she's like never she's over the, your shoulder. Yeah, she's never like the main focus. It's never like super overt. It's like you kind of have to look. There's a Doctor Who episode where at the end he like traps or someone gets trapped in a mirror i've seen it but i don't remember it's been years since i watched doctor who it's basically like she's cursed to be trapped in this mirror and you only ever see her out of the corner of your eye like she can never fully materialize she's always just kind of hiding in the edges and that's kind of the same vibe i get from this except obviously in a different genre because uh doctor who and supernatural are very different vibes Yeah, that sort of idea that she's flitting around the outskirts of the mirror. I really like it because it's almost like you can't ever really see her. Like, you know that she's there and you might sort of catch her out of the corner of your eye. I mean, it's like in real life. Like, sometimes you see something out of the corner of your eye and you whip your head around and you're like, there's nothing there. And it's just that little bit disconcerting. See, for me, it actually reminded me of the Weeping Angels episode of Doctor Who. Mm. In terms of like... You'll look at something and then you'll look away and you'll look back and it's there. Yeah, or it's and changed it's and you're changed like... changed and you're not ever able to fully catch it moving because, of course, that's the whole, the whole point thing of the, of the Weeping Angels yeah. is that you never actually really see her moving until it's too late. I mean, this is really sort of skipping around, but like at the very end of the episode when Sam has smashed, or Dean rather, has smashed the mirror, how did you feel about her coming out of the mirror? I found it fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because she bloody marries herself. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's out of the mirror. So is there another bloody Mary? Like, or is she just in perpetuity, like a little bit in every mirror? Mm. Or like what's happening that she's able to bloody marry herself because she's yeah. out of the mirror. Yeah. But is it just the act of looking in a mirror creates a reflection, which creates a new Bloody Mary? In that case, like, is the other Bloody Mary still, like, a thing? Or did the other Bloody Mary sort of, when she killed herself, she killed the mirror version of Bloody Mary at the same time? Because yeah. if there's nothing to reflect, there's... Yeah, it's you know? kind of like a weird loop. It's like, instead of, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, it's like, who died, Bloody Mary or Bloody Mary? Like, <laughs> I just think it was so weird that that's how they decided to 
kill Bloody Mary in the end. I actually really liked it. And I mean, that goes, I say that about everything. You're like, oh, this was weird. And I'm like, I actually really liked it. I've noticed as I edit, I'm like, oh, that's what I say after everything you say. But I did. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Like when, when the first time I watched this episode, when they smashed the mirror, I was kind of like, oh, is that like it? I was like, that's something a bit anticlimactic. And then you see her coming out of the mirror and you're like, oh my God. And she like, the movements that they did were just the jerkiness and the like, it's, it's almost like stop motion, but then it goes really fast, but then it's like super slow, but then, and it's so inhuman. It was definitely an interesting little twist to throw in at the end though. Yeah. That killing Bloody Mary was not as simple as they thought it was. I did like the fact that the way they killed her was not the way they discussed. They didn't know really what she was truly going in. They knew that she was Bloody Mary, but that doesn't really give them a lot to go off considering that Mm -hmm. Bloody Mary is more of a legend than an actual thing that they encounter regularly. Yeah. I say, oh, Bloody Mary, like there's multiple. There might be. Who knows? <laughs> I love you say a Bloody Mary as if it's like like making the drink as like a recipe that you follow. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, a little bit of like blood and gore, a little bit of uh, murder revenge. But it's very specific the way a Bloody Mary is made. You know, they have to be named Mary. They have to die in front of a mirror or using a mirror. Relatively- like that's another one that I've seen that she actually gets, her eyes get gouged out by the mirror, like the mirror Ugh. shudders and then her eyes are gouged out by the shards of the mirror oh i hate that and then of course because she was murdered with mirror pieces her soul is trapped in the mirrors and that's why she gouges out the eyes of anyone who says bloody mary in the mirror but yeah it's a very specific sort of thing that creates bloody mary the fact of it's very clear they haven't dealt with a lot of Bloody Marys before. This is something that they kind of dismiss as just like an urban legend. Well, yeah, because right at the start, they're like, Bloody Mary isn't even fucking real. Yes. You know? The way they were so like, well, this is our best guess of how we're going to deal with it, but they don't actually know. And so then when it turns out to be sort of wrong. They adapt very well. They adapt very well. And it does show that they were quite proficient. Well, at least Sam was quite proficient at being a monster hunter before he retired. And Dean has always been... Yeah. Decently proficient at being able to deal with the unexpected circumstances that that are not every day. And I appreciate that, like, the way that she died is quite intelligent in the sense of, like, for the way that they told her story specifically. Like, you had to have... This specific Bloody Mary. This specific version. At least two sticks of celery, you know? (laughs) Half a cup of ice, three tomatoes juiced. I don't know, I don't fucking drink, so I don't know how Bloody Mary is made. I'm just guessing. I just Tell me if I'm celery. wrong. I think it's got vodka in it. So I like that the because they made that specific decision that everyone who was actually killed had to have a secret death somehow related to them. So like for the dad, it was he killed the wife. For the young girl, it was that she did the hit and run. For the other young girl, it was that she felt guilty about her boyfriend's death. She didn't even cause it. And they make a point of that in the episode. You don't have to actually have caused the death you just have to feel guilty about the death or feeling some way responsible for the death and not have told anyone that you feel responsible for yeah the death. that secret that burden that because it's carry. then brought up again in the end where sam is not in any way responsible for jess's death what gets me though is he feeling so guilty about this right because he yeah. apparently had dreams yeah. about jess burning to death on the ceiling yeah He's already seen it once, though. How does he know that what he was dreaming, like leading up to Jess burning to death on the ceiling, Yeah. how does he know that his dreams aren't just repressed memories from watching his mother burn to death on the ceiling? 
Your brain can do some fucked up things. I am not going to speak too much more on that. I mean, it's obvious that they're going to play it as he's prophetic. Yeah. Unless he's had prophetic visions come true in the past, how is he to know that his dreams are actual visions of the future and not just repressed memories that are getting warped in his mind to be his worst nightmare? He studied law, not psychology. (laughs) Unlike yourself. I'm not going to talk too much to that because, as you say, like, there's clearly they're going to introduce more and I don't want to put any thoughts in your mind before you watch it. So I will shut up about that and I will leave it for you to discover as we go. That's okay. What I was going to say, though, was that I like that at the end, after she had, like, she was basically, like, judge and jury of these people like she looked at them and she went you're guilty this is your crime this is your punishment i like that at the end she had to acknowledge that she was also guilty like just at the start obviously she was the victim of a very horrific as a person she was the victim but as As bloody mary she is the perpetrator she is the villain yeah and i appreciate that they like she had to like her death was not just like I mean, a lot of monsters throughout Supernatural, it's very much like they got stabbed, they died. They got beheaded, they died. They got burned, they died. For her, I appreciate that she had to acknowledge the harm that she had caused. And acknowledge the monsters she had become in trying to bring other monsters to justice. Exactly. Like, she had to recognize that she was just as guilty as anyone else, if not more so, because her death toll is obviously higher her recognizing that is what caused her to fall apart. This particular iteration of her where they have tied her to this feeling of guilt and the secrecy surrounding a death, I appreciated that that was how she died, even though like the melting effect was weird and it was very much like Wizard of Oz-esque. I thought that that was a really intelligent way of sort of bringing it full circle. And also like if they just smashed the mirror and that was kind of it, Especially because, like, as a spirit, they've established she can move from mirror to mirror. So I think by having her actually physically exit the mirror, that makes her more tangible. And then it also means that if they smash the mirror she's in, she can't just move to another mirror. It implies that case of, like, it's, it's more final. Because if they just smash the original mirror, it doesn't really confirm that she is, in fact, gone. It doesn't confirm that it actually did what it was intended to do in terms of permanently killing Bloody Mary and stopping her from doing what she was doing. It's like she's just kind of left for now. Let's talk about the mirror for a second, okay? Okay, okay. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. They have Dean call up the family. Oh, Sam, I think, because Dean Oh, no, sorry. Yes. Because they did listen to your PSA and he wasn't on the phone while driving. So there you go. Someone listened. I'm mistaken. (laughs) <laughs> Sam was on the phone to the family asking about the mirror. the mirror. Yeah. If I'm the family... Okay, so my relative has been murdered in front of this mirror, right? One, I don't want the mirror back in my house. Like, Jesus Christ, she had the bloody handprint and the writing her, on it. Her last second spent writing, was it T-R-E? I T-R-E. Think? Yeah. They think it was short. The copper thought it was short, short for Trevor. Your relative just been murdered in front of this mirror. Yeah. Like, murdered brutally. Her eyes cut out mm-hmm. unsolved as well unsolved so you don't have well. any closure no and you're just gonna put this mirror back in your house like who cleaned it like did you just get out the windex and you're like spritz spritz wipe wipe good as new bam and the dirt is gone <laughs> like <laughs> like holy shit so you're just gonna put this mirror back in your house 
it stays in the house. The murder is apparently like the 80s or something, so it's been there for like 20 odd years at this yeah. point. And then you get a random call out of the blue, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, we want to buy this mirror that your relative was murdered in front of. And it's also like, as the relative, you like, did they see a picture of it in the newspaper and go, hmm, murder mirror. That would look great in my fucking lounge room. Okay, you're on the other side of that call. Like, what do you do? I don't know. I think I would assume it was a prank call. I think I would be like, is this a joke? Yeah. And then after they go, like, they they hear that it's in, like, the antique shop in town. I don't understand why they broke in. Like, I, I do in terms of, like, um, raising the stakes and, like, you know, having it be more intense and, like, all of the mirrors everywhere. Like, I, I get that. But I'm also kind of like, could they not have just, like, gone in during the day and, like, bought it and then just taken it somewhere? True. They you could know, have, like, they could have, they really could have leveled the playing field by only having one mirror. They could have just taken it to a, a, an open space and then summoned her. But no, they, like, were like, let's do this or in even a room they've... full of mirrors. It's like an inverse disco ball. That sounds perfect. Let's talk about the fight scene with the cops. When Dean goes to deal with the cops outside the antique store, which, like, I understand it's necessary, but also, like, terrible idea. You're just going to leave your brother in a room full of mirrors with a demon spirit thing that murders people through mirrors. When he's just summoned it, and when you know full well that he meets the criteria for her to murder him. Yes, I also thought that was a bad idea. Carry on. (laughs) But no, the sound effects as he's like, because he's trying to convince the cops that he's the adopted son of the owner. Yeah. And then he's like, basically, fuck this, I've got to help Sam. Mm. Right? And the sound effects as he's fighting the cops are like, like, look, otherwise this, I haven't been too like harsh on the sound this episode because, you know, I didn't really notice it, which is probably a good thing. Like it just... It was there. It set the scene. I didn't notice any random disconnects mm-hmm. like I have in previous episodes. Yeah. But that fight scene and the sound effects they used as Dean supposedly beating up these cops, it made me lose my shit. I'm sitting there going, okay, I understand this is meant to be a moment full of gravity. I think, honestly, like, that bit was more supposed to be comedic. Like, I think it's supposed to be, like, Sam is inside having this hugely traumatic experience where, like, because don't forget, while Dean is out there being like, I don't have time for this, bang, bang, Sam's inside having his own reflection tell him about how he feels guilty because he knew Jess was going to die because he was having these dreams for days before her actual death. And it's this weird, like, uh, what's the word? Not juxtaposition. Where it's like Dean is kind of having this like moment of comedic relief and Sam is going through the most intense like traumatic experience like and it just kind of bounces back and forth. And The word you were looking for is juxtaposition. Is it? Yeah. Well there you go. It's like this juxtaposition between Dean having this moment of like comedic relief almost while at the same time Sam is like having this horrifying encounter with his own reflection literally telling him how he feels so guilty and how he knew Jess was going to die and how dare he leave her alone and he knew what he was you know he he should have known better and he could have done more and he should have protected her and then it's like Dean just out the front like living his comic book dream of like being Batman essentially. (laughs) I just find it's a really odd choice considering everything about the show and like the way they are very much like dude bros and they're trying Mm. to like push this very, like, you know, guys will be guys, we are dudes, dudes sort of thing. Yeah. Like the rock music and the fact that they have him hum Metallica to calm down. It's and... it's the uh, performative masculinity. Yeah. yeah. And it just, for me, it seems like a really odd choice. 
If you're going to try and get me to take this show seriously, it's a really weird choice to undercut the severity of a scene with a moment of comedic, comedic juxtaposition. Yeah. <laughs> That's unnecessary. Yeah. They could have had that same situation play down with the cop showing up without making it like something out of a comic book. Yeah. And completely ruining the gravitas of the situation. I do appreciate, though, that we sort of finally... Because, again, we were talking about the other a uh, few episodes ago about how we're getting a lot of information about Dean as a character and, like, his emotional state and stuff. But we haven't really had that much about Sam except that he's not sleeping and that he's angry. And now we're sort of finally understanding, like, oh, fuck, no wonder this is, like, obviously it was going to screw him up, but no wonder this is affecting him so much because not only has he been through this horrible experience, he also completely blames himself for it. And he was also already worried about this happening before it even happened. And now there's, like, this whole other, like, side of it where he's, like, you know, you were saying before, like, is he psychic or is it just coincidental but in their lives is anything coincidental and you know but I think it's it's so nice that we're finally getting a little bit more insight into what Sam is going through emotionally especially considering the show basically starts with him going through a massive emotional loss I just I really liked that we got to see how he actually is feeling about Jess because you know even in the start of the episode he's straight up lying to Dean being like yeah I'm fine I'm sleeping it's fine and then we get to see like no it's not fine actually and it's literally a reflection of himself explaining why he's not fine. But finally, we're getting more depth into why Sam is acting the way he is and also how he's feeling and how that might influence him going forward. Okay, but let's talk about Dean for a second. <laughs> I, would, I would love nothing more. This is the first episode where he didn't try to flirt with the victim. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> But I think that's also a case of, like, they put them as high school age. True. So it's like, he's 26. He can't flirt with a 17-year-old. That's terrible for so many reasons. The first few scenes that I watched, I assumed they were meant to be more like college age. Yes. More like Sam's age. That's why, like I was saying earlier, like, her younger sister is clearly supposed to be significantly younger. But I was like, she looks like 15. But then you're also in high school, which makes your younger sister, like, what, like, a year eight, essentially? So, like, 12? And that makes you, like, 17. 18 because I assume you would have to be like a year 12 like senior year I said earlier I didn't really notice the younger girls age discrepancy I wasn't really thinking about that I just sort of I boiled it down to like I can't really see their faces anyway because there's no lighting it's just weird on multiple levels you know actually that one scene of her walking through the corridor at the school and you can see Bloody Mary appearing just that little bit behind her in like the the wall of windows oof I that made me uncomfortable. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> really? Because I was thinking, mm, good shit. <laughs> I it's like I said uh, a few episodes ago. Now, like I don't generally like horror. Supernatural is the exception for me, and so I see stuff like that, and it just I'm oh, I don't. I love it. I think it was really effective, but I know that it was effective because I hated it. I will say they definitely used horror tropes more effectively in this episode than they have 
previously. Yeah, and I think part of that might be because they had more of a legend to actually work off of. Like, they gave it their own twist, which is really good because when you've got something that everybody already knows, you need to make it interesting somehow, and I think they did that really well. Um, Yeah, I think having a more concrete sort of structure as to how the legend goes helped as well because they were able to move, put the tropes around the existing structure rather than sort of putting everything together at the last minute. Alright, I want to bring it back to Sam and to Jess for, like, just as the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on. At the very end of the episode, they're driving away, and Sam turns and he sees Jess standing on the street corner, and as he watches, she goes behind a pole and then she disappears. What are your thoughts on that? I can see them taking one of two routes yeah. in terms of what they could do with that moment, and they link into his dreams. So mm. the first one they can take is he is just torturing himself. Yeah. It is purely psychological. He's seeing things that aren't there. And the second is she is genuinely a ghost or some other such now. He is psychic and he can see her. Mm. So those are the two sort of ways I could see this panning out. I don't really favor one over the other, though given the dreams, I think I might favor the whole psychic thing a little bit more. I'm not ruling either out, but I think I might lean more towards Sam is genuinely some sort of psychic. And then that begs the question if, because just in the same way as Mary, you can assume that it's the same demon or monster or spirit Mm -hmm. who killed both of them. Does that mean then that Mary is somehow hanging around as well? Mm. Or is it just Jess that managed to hang around? And if so, what's the difference between them? Yeah. And why would Jess be still lingering on our plane of existence, but Mary wouldn't? That is super duper interesting. I think it will be cool to come back to that as the series progresses. I will say this. It's yeah. driving me crazy that you're not going to tell me whether I'm accurate or not. Yeah, I know it is. But I refuse to. Because I'm like, well, I'm not going to. If you guess something and you're absolutely right. I'm not going to tell you because then it's going to form, like, it's going to base your opinions on, like, everything up until, like, that point. And if you're wrong, I'm also not going to tell you because then you're going to go back and you're going to reconsider and you're going to try and think about things from other angles. I want you to have the most organic experience possible. I already know that I've told you so much and you would have seen so much on Tumblr and you would have heard things. I want you to go in as blank slate as possible so that I can sort of see how your opinions and your thoughts and your predictions change over time because that is really fun for me. <laughs> it's interesting So you me. enjoy torturing me. Is this what I'm getting from this? I, yeah, look. <laughs> That's it. We got it. She's it's, admitted it. It's been so long since I first watched the series and when I watched it, I was 14 when I started watching the first season. So it's been so long since I watched it and didn't know what was going to happen next. And now that I've seen it and I know what happens next, it's really interesting to hear what you think might happen because it's been so long since I was in a position where I could speculate, hmm, maybe this is what's going to happen, at least for these first seasons. Obviously, season 15 has not been over for that long. It's not been a year yet. And God, so much has happened since that it's almost like it never ended at all for different reasons. 16 seasons in a movie. (laughs) Fucking 17 seasons at this bloody point. Um, But yeah, no, it's really interesting for me to to see how like your your predictions and stuff progress because I'm remembering what I thought when I was at your point. And I think it might also be cool for other people maybe listening who are either watching it for the first time themselves and are listening along and thinking like, oh, actually, I didn't think of that. Or like, that's different to what I'm thinking or like, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, so what is coming up? Next episode, right? Good segue. Fantastic. A plus. I know, thank you. 
Um, so good at this podcast. Yeah, we're professionals now. Next episode, so episode six, is called Skin. Okay. What is your prediction based only on the single word skin? See, here, here's my issue. I watched Doctor Who <laughs> when I was younger. Oh, my God, Trampoline Lady. And it's just making me think of Trampoline Lady. What's her actual name? I don't know what her actual name is. She's played by the same woman who plays Madame Hooch, I'm pretty sure. She is. I don't know what her character name is, and I don't know the actress's Moisturize name. Moisturize me. Moisturize me. <laughs> but you mentioned Doctor Who earlier, and now all I can think about for skin is Trampoline Lady, who is just skin. And, you know, the classic Earth Ballad, Toxic, by Britney Spears. <laughs> it is a classic. I love that they call it a ballad. <laughs> okay, so so your what? Your prediction is for the next episode that it's going to have a trampoline lady singing Britney Spears? Is that no, your... I think the more likely guess is that somebody's going to get skinned. There is going to be something to do with skinning people or things or maybe possessing people and, like, metaphorically taking their skin. I'm still holding out hope that I'm going to see Trampoline Lady from Doctor Who. I love that for you. I'm. It's driving me insane that I can't think of a name. I want to say Vanessa, but I also think it starts with a C. I'm going to Google it. Trampoline Lady. What's Trampoline Lady's name? That says Doctor Ho. That's not what I meant. Ha <laughs> Lady I mean, Cassandra. Doctor- I was close. Vanessa, but with a C. Cassandra. I mean, Doctor Who is a ho, so that, that doesn't count. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next week to see how correct or incorrect Jamie is with her prediction on skin. 